With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello and welcome to the Dream Team Professor podcast. My name is Scott and in this episode we're going to be looking at the top players to target in Game Week 15 Sun Dream Team. In Game Week 14 we've had a lot of boosters, we've had the part, the bus, we've seen a lot of max captains and I also played my 12th man. So we're still going to be covering a little bit of Game Week 14 in this episode. It's Thursday morning so we still also have a couple more games to go for Game Week 14. But it's an early uh, deadline on Saturday morning with Liverpool in the early kickoff. So I wanted to get this video out as soon as possible. Um, so fixture ticker from ffstuff.co.uk up on the screen. We're going to be looking at Game Week 15 through to Game Week 18. Game Week 15 this week coming is the final round of European fixtures until the knockout start in February time. Um, but it is a bit of a mixture because we've got a few dead games in there. We've got City who have already won their group. Arsenal have already won theirs. Liverpool like the same. Um, but then you have got Man United who still need to win. Newcastle need to win. Villa and West Ham, for example, still want to win their groups. So there are a few dead games, but there are a few still to play for. Um, in game week 16, following on from that, so we've got Premier League and Carabao Cup double. So if you're in the EFL quarters... They'll have a game, so that's Liverpool, Newcastle, Chelsea, Fulham, West Ham and Everton is the final team in the EFL Cup. And then in game week 17, we have another Premier League double. Uh, All teams will be having a double game week that week, apart from Manchester City, who are at the Club World Cup. We've got Brighton, who have a postponed fixture, Brentford, who have a postponed fixture, and then Palace also. So they're the only teams that won't have a double in game week uh, 17. And then game week 18 is pretty much a single for everyone apart from Brighton and West Ham who have their rearranged fixtures. Um, In terms of fixture volume, so we have in this period of time, we have um, just the two teams that play seven fixtures and that's Liverpool and Newcastle. They play the European fixture and Carabao Cup. Teams with six fixtures, you've got United, Arsenal, Villa, Chelsea, Fulham, West Ham, Everton. They have Carabao Cup and European football. And then pretty much everyone else, including City, Brighton and Spurs, have just the five fixtures. 
apart from Brentford who have four. Um, so now's not a great time to have Brentford um, players in your team. Um, Buemo was probably one of the only ones that seemed a little bit appealing, but actually he went off injured as well yesterday. So Brentford, probably not someone that we're going to be looking at. Um, ranking these teams sort of from game week 15 through to game week 18, I think City do have really good fixtures in Luton, Red Star, Belgrade, Palace, Everton and Sheffield United. But where they're going to the Club World Cup, you can see on the screen, in game week 16, they just have the single. And in game week 17, they have the single. So Man City don't have as many fixtures as some of the other teams. Liverpool have a really good run and they're in really good form as well. Um, they do have a couple of tough fixtures thrown in there, but they are all at home. So they have Crystal Palace and Union St. Juar this week. Then they have a few tough games, but all of them will be at Anfield. So Man United, West Ham, Arsenal, all at Anfield. They then have Burnley away and then Newcastle at Anfield as well. So despite there being tough games, um, I still do quite fancy them at Anfield. Newcastle have the maximum amount of fixtures as well, which is seven, the same as Liverpool, which means they're in the Carabao Cup and the Champions League still. Uh, Tottenham, AC Milan, Fulham, Chelsea, Luton, Forest and Liverpool. So I think their fixtures look pretty good at the minute. Chelsea have a really good run of fixtures. We've been looking at this for quite a while um, in anticipation, but they still look a little bit dodgy at the moment. So I'm not sure how I feel about them. Everton, Sheffield United, Newcastle, Wolves, Crystal Palace and Luton. So we're going to cover them, but I'm not feeling too great about them at the minute. Spurs have got a great run after this Newcastle game. So they have Newcastle at home. They then have Forest, Everton, Brighton and Bournemouth. Really, really good fixtures there to target. And also, they've been at a bit of a disadvantage where they haven't had Europe in Dream Team. Obviously, all of the European fixtures count. They also haven't had the Carabao Cup. But now that European football is coming to an end, maybe we can start looking at players like Son again. Um, Arsenal do have some really tough fixtures. We've got Aston Villa, which is looking like a terrible game now after they've just beat Manchester City. We then have PSV, but that game um, doesn't really mean anything now. Brighton at home, Liverpool away, West Ham at home. All look like they could be tough games. And then Fulham away from home in game week 18. So starting to get a bit tough for Arsenal. Um, and letting in a few goals against Luton and Wolves this week isn't going to help. Um, West Ham, three nice fixtures and then it gets a little bit tougher. So West Ham have got Fulham, Freiburg and Wolves, which look really good on paper. They then have Liverpool in the Carabao Cup, Manchester United, Arsenal and Brighton. So their run starts to get a bit tougher after that. Um, Brighton, the fixtures look good. I just don't know what to expect from them in a minute. Burnley, Marseille, Arsenal, Crystal Palace, Spurs and West Ham. And then United's run looks pretty bad. Bournemouth at home looks all right, but then it's Bayern, Liverpool, West Ham, Villa and Forest to follow after that. So I'm going to narrow this down to City, United, Arsenal, Liverpool, Newcastle, Villa, Chelsea, Brighton, Spurs and West Ham in this episode. We're going to go through each team and highlight the players that we want to target and just cover their previous um, results in game week 14. So going to start off with my team, Arsenal, and they disappointed a ton of people um, well, that have their defenders, but also that part the bus as well. So 2-1 against Wolves, looked pretty comfortable and then conceded a sloppy goal to wipe out the clean sheet. Um, that was an individual error by Zinchenko, who did also get an assist in that game. 
And then the Luton game, 4-3. No one could have seen Arsenal conceding three goals against Luton. And Declan Rice, obviously, with the winner. But, yeah, for the defenders in Dream Team, uh, this was a terrible result. Um, so Arsenal have been poor at the back this week, but pretty strong in attack, still scoring um, six goals. Tomiyasu has been ruled out for up to four weeks. So it's a little bit worrying for the defence, but... You might be fancying the minutes for your defenders a bit more. Um, and then looking at the, the fixtures, Villa's looking really, really tough now away from home. Their home record is brilliant. And then that PSV game is a bit of a nothing game. So we probably don't expect many of our Arsenal players to play twice this week. Um, and then after that, look, Brighton, Liverpool, West Ham, Fulham. The fixtures do get tough. But the main guy, Saka, delivered again this week. 6.6 million, 22 points for the game week. And I see him with... A few people captain him as a differential, and that one turned out pretty well. I think a few people might have possibly had him as their max captain as well. Um, so if he did that, that turned out to be a good move. Goal and an assist this game week, and three bonus points in each of the games. So he's on eight goals, 12 assists, and he's got 20 returns in 20 games. So up there with Salah and Haaland, I think Saka is um, one of the most desirable players to have at the minute. The midfielders and attackers for Arsenal, though, have still been delivering. So Erdegaard, 5 million, got a goal and an assist this game week, 16 points. Um, he's played two lots of 90 minutes as well this week. So I didn't think there was too much to split him and Martinelli. Um, but actually, two lots of 90 minutes for Erdegaard this week. And Martinelli, despite scoring against Luton and he hit the post against Wolves, but didn't score that many points. Martinelli got two early subs so Martinelli came off in the Wolves game in the 78th minute and he also came off in the 64th minute against Luton so if you are looking between Martinelli and Erdegaard it is looking like Erdegaard probably is going to end up with more minutes I do expect that both probably get rested against PSV though um, Gabriel Jesus 5.4 million got a goal and an assist against Luton and he has looked really good um but I'm still not sure about that 5.4 price point. Two goals and two assists in his last four games, though. So four attacking returns in the four games that he's come back from injury. So he's doing well. But with this fixture run coming up, tough games, I think there are better options up top. I don't think I'll be putting these players in my team, but it's worth covering because they've had a fairly good time. Declan Rice, obviously, with that winner, 3.7 million. Um, he's on three goals, two assists so far, and he's chipping along okay. And then Kai Havertz has three goals in three starts. Um, he cost 3.3 million at the minute. But I still don't think um, it's worth going near him yet. He does seem to be starting one in two as well. Might be trusted for these bigger games, but at the moment, it's an avoid. But I just wanted to mention those three goals in three starts. Defensively... Um, with this fixture run, I'm not feeling so keen now. So I've got two Arsenal defenders in my team. I've got Saliba and Zinchenko. Been happy with them overall. Um, but with this run of fixtures, Aston Villa, Brighton, Liverpool, West Ham. I'm not feeling too confident about the clean sheets, to be honest. So I think that probably dropping down to one is okay. I still think having one is okay. We're still a pretty decent defence in general. But... Yeah, multiple I'd move away from personally. Um, and I wouldn't blame you if you didn't have any. So Saliba, 4 million, poor week. He had two blanks this week. And he's probably going to miss PSV as well. So 
Just the one fixture against Villa away from home doesn't look great. Zinchenko uh, did get that assist and he's been doing okay for attacking returns. Got five points in that one. But he did get rotated with Kivior for that Luton game, which probably was because Kivior's got the aerial advantage and they did probably plan for Luton's aerial attacks, but they obviously didn't deal with them very well. So Zinchenko, slight rotation risk, but with Tommy Asu out, um, I think Zinchenko and Ben White's minutes are going to be a lot more safe. Ben White's 4.3, was benched for Wolves, got a nice assist in the Luton game and a start. Um, but yeah, I think I'd probably just choose one of these. And if you've already got Saliba in your team, even though he did poorly this week, he's probably the one that I'd stick with. Uh, we're going to come on to Liverpool next, and they're on a really good run of form. So a 4-3 win against Fulham. Again, it wasn't looking good for part of the buses at this point. Arsenal obviously gave away the clean sheet against Wolves, and then Liverpool conceding three goals to Fulham at home was a big surprise. Um, and, but then a 2-0 win against Sheffield United yesterday. Um, that clean sheet would have re relieved a few part of the bus players. But it was the attacking returns from the defenders that really made the difference uh, this week. So Trent Alexander-Arnold, 5.6 million. Got three attacking returns, one goal and two assists this game week. Uh, four bonus points. I think he could have also um, had another goal because it sort of hit the crossbar, come back down, hit the keeper and went in from a free kick. Um, so might have even ended up with four attacking returns in one game week. So massive week for him. 24 points this game week. So part of the bus guys got 48 points just off the one player. A real cracking performance from Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um, real threat from corners. Uh, he's looking really, really confident. And I don't think I can ignore him. I wasn't, wasn't that keen before now because of the price point. But with a few players like Bruno Fernandes not looking as good, I do think... He is quite interesting at that price. Um, Long-term fixtures defensively aren't great, but like I said, there's a lot of home games there and you do fancy them at home. Crystal Palace and Union St. Jouar are away from home. You probably think he just plays the Palace game. Man United home, West Ham home, Arsenal home. Three home games in a row. Maybe he doesn't play in the Carabao Cup, but it's getting to the quarterfinals now. And West Ham just knocked out Arsenal and put out a really strong side. So maybe Liverpool put out a strong side as well. Um, but it is just before that Arsenal game, which two teams at the top of the table at the minute. Burnley away from home, probably no problem there. And then Newcastle at home will be another big fixture in game week 18. So I expect that he gets a lot of minutes in this run. Virgil van Dijk... Um, Oh, sorry, one last thing on Trent. Five returns in four games as well for attack and return. So he really is back in full form. Uh, Virgil van Dijk, 3.9 million. Again, for part of the buses, done very, very well this week. So he grabbed a goal in yesterday's game. Um, grabbed a goal and had three shots as well in that Sheffield United game, which was quite impressive. Um, but Liverpool still did give up quite a few chances in that one. And if Sheffield United weren't so terrible... Um, they probably could have scored a couple goals the same way Fulham did score three. So Trent, obviously, his attacking returns make him more desirable than Virgil, but Virgil van Dijk is 3.9 million. So comes in quite a bit cheaper. I still think he's pretty good value for money. 15 points for him against um, Sheffield United, but it was just the two points against Fulham. Salah at 6.8 million. Um, obviously, still a keep. Him and Haaland, I don't think you can move them out. 
Um, just the assist and seven points against Fulham. And then a disappointing early sub against Sheffield United off in the 67th minute. Didn't look anything to worry about. Looks like just rotation. Um, obviously, they're that early game on Saturday morning against Crystal Palace. So he must be being, having his ma uh, minutes managed for that one. So still a keep, but probably a little bit of a disappointing week. Talking of disappointing weeks, Darwin Nunes, frustrating as ever. So I'll come on to this on my team update, but I did put him in as my 12th man this week. I had a really good feeling about Darwin Nunes, and I had a good feeling about Liverpool this week. I did expect they'd score a ton of goals. Um, came away with six goals, so wasn't far off there. I did expect Darwin to be involved in maybe a couple of them. Um, but just the assist for him this week, and frustrating as ever. So he hit the crossbar in the Fulham game in typical fashion, um, and then was benched in the second game. But he did come off the bench and grab an assist in that one, uh, as well as a yellow card. So, yeah, not a great week for Darwin Nunes. Um, what did he get? Three points in the first game, and then it was four points in the other. So seven points in total for Darwin not a good 12th man for me. Um, Sabozlai, 3.7 million. Um, 14 points for the game week. And in these Premier League double game weeks, he does look like a good one to target. So he does play both. He played both this week. 14 points. Um, two goals, four assists in total now. So I think he's looking a good option as we move into the congested Premier League um, schedule. And then Luis Diaz is the other one that I'd... I'd say he he actually did look quite exciting on the eye test, but he didn't really deliver a ton of points. He got six points in the Fulham game uh, for a couple of shots on target. And then in the uh, Sheffield United game, he just got the two points. So I think it's one to watch at the minute, not to bring in yet. Um, but he did look quite good, and Jota is still out. And he started two games. I thought that Jota might end up getting either Darwin or Diaz more minutes, and it turned out to be um, Diaz with... Gakpo taking minutes off Darwin. So one to watch, um, but Trent is looking like the standout option at the minute from Liverpool. Manchester City. Um, yeah, not a great week. 3-3 free, free against Spurs and then a 1-0 defeat to Villa last night. And it's one win in five now for Manchester City. Um, I don't think they'll be overly concerned because they can just easily go on an unbeaten run or a run of wins. But they are struggling a little bit at the minute. One win in five. Um, struggling for clean sheets as well. Just the two in eight. I think one of them was in the Champions League as well. Um, but their Premier League fixtures do look good. So Luton away from home. Um, I, I doubt they'll concede three at Luton as well as the same way we did. A Red Star Belgrade in the Champions League. I imagine there'll be a lot of rotation because they've won the group. They then face Crystal Palace at home in game week 16. But they just have a single because there's no Carabao Cup for them. And in game week 17, they missed the first fixture also because they're at the Club World Cup, which doesn't count for Dream Team points. They then come back and play Everton um, at the back end of that game week. And then they have a single against Sheffield United in game week 18. So the fixtures do look good, but they have less fixtures than a lot of the other teams. So just be wary of that fixture gap. Um, I've got Foden and Haaland. Um, I probably will still keep Haaland for the singles because Haaland against Crystal Palace and Haaland against Everton, I'm still going to want him for those. But it's just one thing to be wary of. Um, I might end up moving Foden, we'll have to see. Um, but Foden at 5.1 million, I uh, still think he's a good hold at the minute. So 
Luton away from home. He's looking good. He's still got a goal against Spurs. He did blank against Villa. Uh, 12 points for the game week. He played on the left wing against Villa because there was no Doku and Grealish. Um, so not a great game there. But seven goals and six assists. I still think he's probably the second best player to choose from at Man City behind Haaland. Who grabbed just the two assists this week. No goals. Uh, two assists against Spurs. Probably could have had a third if um, they didn't blow up a bit early for that pass to Grealish. Um, but you're six points and four points, which was a disappointing captain if you captained him. And actually, Salas was a little bit disappointing as well. Um, the two big hitters didn't really deliver on this double game week. Uh, Alvarez, 4.3. I don't really think this is a player to target. I think this is more um, to maybe be a little bit concerned about. He got a five-pointer and assist against Spurs, but blanked at Villa. He still is up there for the attackers. Um, but Watkins has overtaken him and Nunes is getting real close. So I'm not really interesting, interested in Alvarez at the moment. Um, but if you have got him for Luton, um, I probably don't think you take him out. But I just wouldn't be looking to bring him in at the minute. A couple other ones I'm going to highlight. But again, I, I'm not that keen on bringing City players in ahead of the lack of fixtures. But Bernardo Silva, um, 4 million. He's played pretty much 90 minutes in seven of the last eight games now, uh, averaging 5.1 points per game, which isn't bad. Um, on the cheaper side for the City mids, and he's hitting tackles and big chances created. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply quite regularly so maybe not one for now um, but it just caught my eye when I was looking at the stats um, but I think there are a few better options less than four million Anthony Gordon for example being one of them so just maybe one to keep an eye on um, and then defense I think it feels risky at the minute I know Luton away looks brilliant Crystal Palace at home looks brilliant so could be worth doing Sheffield United coming up down the line honestly terrible attack um, and then Everton so they do look good it's just whether you want to go for someone um, with these blanks in mind. But it might mean that there's less rotation potentially. So Gavardio at 3.8 has had back-to-back -back starts now. Um, he was busy yesterday. had eight tackles in that Villa game, getting seven points still. Uh, Kyle Walker, 3.4. Um, 
probably still looking the most nailed option in the City defence. He's had back-to-back -back starts, but again, it's just do you trust them? 3.4 million doesn't seem like a bad price, though. And then one thing just to highlight, I don't think he's worth putting in 4.4 million, but John Stones is back in the starting lineup again. So might end up making City a better defence more in the long term. Before we go on to Newcastle, if you're enjoying the video so far, please do leave a like and subscribe to the channel. Or if you're listening on podcast platforms, please do give us a follow on there as well. And if you're after a bit more Sun Dream Team content, latest episode of the Dream Team Tonic podcast, we had special guest Andrew with us, who was the previous Dream Team winner in 2018-2019. So he had some interesting Dream Team insights to share with us on that podcast. That's live on YouTube and all podcast platforms now, so you can check that out there. Newcastle, game week 15. So... They have still got a game to play. They won 1-0 against Man United and they still have Everton away to play um, this evening. They have Tottenham away from home next week and then AC Milan at home in that big Champions League um, final fixture. So still all to play for there. They did get a Nick Pope injury in that Manchester United game and it looks like he's going to be out for five months with a shoulder injury. So that might impact the defence or open up an opportunity for a new goalkeeper but I'm going to start with Trippier 5.2 million he's still on two yellow cards and he is going to be playing this evening so obviously do look out for that if he picks up a yellow card this evening he will be suspended for the next Premier League game against Spurs but he will still play AC Milan um, got his eighth assist of the season against Man United 14 points so far for the game week and he's just been so impressive um he's the fifth highest scoring player on the game fixtures are starting to look decent again so spurs okay a really good attack ac milan fulham both at home chelsea away luton away forest at home and then liverpool away from home i think this looks like a good run of fixtures maybe we're hoping that he gets this yellow card just out of the way um i'd feel more comfortable bringing him in if he just gets it out of the way for that spurs game and then we have all these better fixtures to look at um so yeah game week 15 looks okay and actually although it's spurs and ac milan we have seen uh, newcastle defend really really well against these top sides so i still do fancy those fixtures he's second overall for player performance marks which is what earns you your bonus points and he's fourth overall for bonus points um, and if he gets one bonus point tomorrow he'll be back at top of the shop for bonus so Trippier is looking like a very very good player to have in your team Anthony Gordon at 3.8 million uh, 11 points in this game week got his sixth goal of the season and he's on five assists as well um, tenth in the overall dream team rankings and he's just two points behind Bruno Fernandes who cost two million pounds more um, obviously Gordon playing tonight he's probably going to get two points so he's probably going to overtake Bruno Fernandes as well definitely one of the best value for money picks at the minute Isak 4.4 million so my striker at the minute he's got Two games that he's probably going to start in and both meaningful fixtures, whereas a lot, quite a lot of the other strikers are probably going to get rotated in midweek. Um, so I still think he's a good option for this game week and for the upcoming fixtures, probably until Wilson comes back. 
Um, just three points so far this game week. He's on nine goals and one assist so far. But I do think this Everton away fixture looks good and he should be on penalties as well. So I'm still liking the look of Isak at 4.4. Livramento is looking like a real good budget enabler in defence at 2.8 million. So 10 points this game week. He's been delivering at left back without burning the side. I think Burns not back until mid-January as well. So it's looking pretty good for Livramento. Six bonus points from his last three games. Um, and it's just a cheap entry into this Newcastle defence. If you can't quite get to Trippier, um, I think Livermento is a great um, budget version of Trippier. And then Dubravka has appeared at 1.6 million. Now, whether or not they go and try and get a goalkeeper in January um, remains to be seen. But while Nick Pope is out for five months... Dubravka is going to step up at 1.6 million. So a lot of us were on Johnston earlier in the season. And we're looking maybe to move on to Sanchez for Chelsea's good run of fixtures. But actually, since then, Kelleher's um, cropped up at 1.9. A lot of us went Kelleher. But then when Allison comes back soon, we've now got Dubravka as a potential option to get into Newcastle's defence at 1.6 million. So I don't mind that. Uh, I think that's a pretty good option still. Um, and he's had just the one start this season, and it was a clean sheet against Man United. So undefeated when it comes to clean sheets in a minute. So could look good for Dubravka. We'll see how he gets on this evening. But that is Newcastle. Man United, oh, I'm going to keep this short and sweet, really. Bournemouth fixture looks good at home. Bayern, Liverpool look bad. West Ham away still looks pretty bad. Aston Villa at home doesn't look great. And then Forest away from home is never an easy fixture. So I'm not really fancying any of these Man United players at the minute. 1-0 uh, loss against Newcastle. 2-0 win against... Uh, sorry, 2-1 win against Chelsea it was. Not 2-0. Um, but I just don't think there's any Man United players needed at the minute. There's good options from a lot of other clubs that are in good form. Bruno Fernandes at 5.8. He just keeps... Keeps disappointing me. When I get him in, he just dips in form. And then when I take him out, he does well. Probably the best thing is to just keep him and stick with him. But if you want to build budget, he keeps losing you budget. He's going to go down in price this week because he's had two blanks. He missed a penalty this game week as well. Um, even more frustrating that he gave away that penalty to Rashford the other day. Um, although he could have just missed that one as well. But yeah, at the minute... Not feeling great about Man United and not feeling so great about Bruno Fernandes. Despite him being so frustrating, um, he's still the ninth highest scoring player on the game. But he is a premium player. Um, and that's as of Wednesday evening, so he could still go down. Um, he did manage to avoid his fifth yellow card. I thought he might get that against Newcastle. He didn't get it against Chelsea either, so maybe he's wised up a bit there. But... Yeah, I think I'm running out of patience with Bruno at 5.8. And then I think attackers look out of the equation. Rashford's been dropped. Um, Martial's been rubbish. Hoyland came back in yesterday. Had one shot on target, three points. Um, the only attacker for them who's looking good at the minute is McTominay, grabbing 17 points yesterday. Um, a brace, and he'll cost you 2.9 million. But realistically, not putting him in. I'm not really fancying their defence either. I still think there's a lot of good up, um, good options at other clubs. And they're going to play Bayern, Liverpool, West Ham and Villa up next. So for me, I'm avoiding Man United. 
West Ham unbeaten in five, four wins, one draw. 1-1 one, one against Crystal Palace, and then they still have Spurs to play this evening. So we'll have to wait and see how that one goes. But next three fixtures look okay. Fulham away, Freiburg at home, Wolves at home. But then it gets tougher. So Carabao Cup, Liverpool away from home. Man United at home in 17, and then Arsenal away in 17. And then just the single in game week 18, which is Brighton at home. So maybe... The next two game weeks you could get away with. Um, especially if Liverpool do rotate, you might fancy West Ham. But after that, it does look tough. So, yeah, one one to watch, but I'm still not convinced. I really enjoyed having Bowen in my team until he got injured. He was back starting in the last game, 5.3 million. I think it's just one to watch again now just to see how he comes back. Played 90 minutes, but just got the four points, uh, two shots on target. So probably going to go down in price where he's quite expensive. Um, 15 and 16 probably look okay. But yeah, I think I'm just going to wait and see. He's on nine goals and three assists so far. He might do well in these sort of counter-attacking fixtures. But coming back from injury, I just want to wait and see how he gets on. Kudus, 4.2 million. Grabbed 14 points in the last game. Hit the maximum bonus of five. Five goals, three assists for the season. But again, at 4.2, I just think... There probably are better options there. But he has started 8 out of the last 10. So if you do like the look of Kudus, um, he probably is looking now to start at the minute. Walprouse 4.5. Another one that can be a little bit frustrating. Um, just the 2 points against Palace, 4 points against TSC, and then 3 points against Burnley. So he's had a couple of uh, off games, but we'll see how Spurs goes. And then Paqueta at 4.2. Now, he's not someone that I'm going to be picking um, but he has been fairly popular in teams. I think he was on penalties. Um, his second highest for tackles in the game, 54 tackles, just behind Pelina, who's a tackle monster. Um, but I was just thinking with Liverpool, United, Arsenal and Brighton all coming up next, I imagine he's probably going to do pretty well for tackle points and bonus. Uh, he's on 107 points and he's the 10th highest midfielder at the time of recording. So one to watch. I don't think I'll be bringing him in. But he might still be alright to keep hold of if you have got him with these tough fixtures. Because I imagine he's going to be busy with tackles. Aston Villa, seriously impressive. Um, first clean sheet in 10 games against Man United. So bloody typical, if you're like me. I mean, I took Matty Cash out and I'm completely happy with the choice because he's ended up falling out of favour now. But if you'd stuck with these Villa defenders for so long... And then they go and get their first clean sheet in ages against Manchester City. That's that's hard to take. Um, even Martinez had an absolute blinder yesterday. Right before he's ready to play Arsenal. Um, so we'll see how that goes. So first clean sheet in 10. Cash and Diaby both seem to have fallen out of favour and lost their place. Both of them have been on the bench for the last two games. Cash and Diaby. Um, Matty Cash seems to have lost his place to... Kind of to Conza. Conza's been sort of playing out on that right-hand side. Diego Carlos has come in. Um, or Pau Torres. Um, so yeah, Cash hasn't been starting. And then Bailey has come in ahead of Diaby. And he's looked really good. He's grabbed a goal in each of the games this week. Nine points and ten points for Bailey. He only cost you three million. He's on five goals and six assists for the season. 
Ollie Watkins, I still think he's a really great player to have. I wish I never took him out, to be honest. He got a goal and an assist against Villa. Um, nothing against City, but 10 points in that game before that. Um, I was always going to take him out because I just, with this new deadline and having two transfers, if a player is left out through injury and then you've got to wait and see what they say in the press conferences and they don't give anything away or it's a late fitness test. In a double game week, I just don't want to risk having a player that's not going to play. He did go on to play, but I mean, I could have taken that risk with Bowen the week before and he didn't play either game. So I think this is probably the way I'm going to approach it with injuries uh, this season. But 10 goals, 9 assists. He's the 6th best player overall and the 3rd best striker on the game, overtaking Alvarez. So I still think that he's a brilliant player to have with these fixtures. Arsenal at home, their home record is mental. Uh, they've had one loss at home this season and they won the other 11 games. Um, so I don't think it's any problem having Ollie Watkins for this Arsenal game. Um, and then they've got Zurinsky. Maybe he doesn't play. Brentford, Sheffield United, Man United and Burnley. Uh, 16 onwards looks really good and probably even 15 looks fine. So if I didn't have Isak at the moment, I'd seriously consider just bringing Ollie Watkins straight back in. Concer, 3 million. Um, six points and nine points this game week. Four bonus across the two games. And he's got the most... I mentioned the, the points, um, player performance marks, that uh, Trippier was second. Concer has the most uh, of any player at the moment. He's just ahead of Trippier um, by a couple of points. But... This is what gets you the bonus, and Conser just racks them up every game. So he's looking like a good player still at three million. Um, whether or not they're going to keep keeping sheets, I'm not quite sure. Um, Favoured over cash on that right-hand side, and it's given um, Digne more license to attack. Moreno is now available, and he got minutes in uh, this second game. Or actually just a minute, I think it was. Um, so I think Digne's still fine. But I think Conser's the guy that you want to own um, from this Aston Villa defence at the minute. One last mention, uh, Douglas Ruiz 3.5 and McGinn 3.8 have both been quality. Um, they're both on 108 points as well, making them the joint uh, joint eighth midfielders on the game, averaging 5.1. I'm not, I'm not going to bring them in. I'm just biased. I prefer these attacking midfielders. But... Cannot deny they've had a good season. Chelsea, going to come on to these fairly quickly. So the fixture run looks good. Everton, Sheffield United, Newcastle, Wolves, Crystal Palace and Luton. Fixtures look really, really good. I just still don't know if I can trust them at the minute. Uh, they've just lost 2-1 uh, against United. And they beat Brighton 3-2. So it's hard to predict. Um, just as you think they're turning the corner... Um, they had that defeat yesterday. They've won three of their last six, um, but they've lost two and drawn one. Uh, it's a good fixture run, and they probably will go strong in the cup. Um, but I just don't know who I would pick at the minute. So Sanchez at 2.6 looked a good option. Uh, the fixtures look good, but I don't think you can say that they're a better defence. Well, you can't say that they're a better defence than Newcastle, and you can't say they're a better defence than Liverpool at the minute. So would you just rather have Kelleher... Or Debravka at the minute. Um, if you're on Kelleher, I'd keep him. If you haven't got either, I'd probably go Debravka. So 
yeah, they don't fill me with confidence. He's made seven saves in each of the last two fixtures, which is not a good sign they're giving up that many shots that he's going to have to make the saves. So I know he's getting the save points. I just don't trust their defence at the minute. Um, Jackson started the last two games up front, but I don't think you can consider, consider him. We've not seen enough to make him pickable. Reese James, 3.9. When we were talking on the Dream Team Tonic podcast, um, a few of us said we liked the look of Reese James at 3.9, but um, didn't start the first one. Uh, the first one he was suspended, sorry, but the second one he came on at half time. So you would have thought that if he was suspended for the first one, maybe he'd come on or started the second one, but he didn't. He came on at half time, but he did hit one bonus in one half of football. So maybe that's promising, but yeah, I don't know. Only one fixture in game week 15. You'd have to expect that he's going to start that against Everton. Um, and then they don't have a second fixture, and then they have Sheffield United. So if he gets Everton and Sheffield United, you might be feeling okay about it. But 3.9 is maybe a little bit expensive for the risk. But, yeah, we'll have to see. Sterling, 3.9 million, four yellow cards. He's a worry again. He probably could have got one yesterday for a shocking dive against United. Um, he's a decent player, but two points in the first game this week and three points in the second. I think we expect more, um, and I think at 3.9 million, there's still better options. Uh, Palmer's probably the best option, that I, or the one I like the look of the most out of these Chelsea um, players. But he was benched for the first fixture. I think that could have been an injury problem, so maybe we'll let him off. In the second game, he did get nine points, grabbed a goal in open play. So five goals, five assists. My favourite option at the minute at two at 3.2 million, but again... The fixtures look good. It's just trying to choose one of these players I, f I find a little bit difficult. Um, Spurs, I don't have that many players to highlight from them. So they've got the free free draw with Man City. And then they still have West Ham to play this week. So we'll see how that goes. Um, they ended their run of three losses with the draw against Man City. Um, after this week, though, without Europe or with Europe ending, they do have a pretty similar fixture volume to people. So it does put them back on the table no Carabao Cup though, so Newcastle at home, Nottingham Forest away, Everton at home, Brighton away, and then Bournemouth at home. I think these look like good attacking fixtures. I still think the defence is a little bit sketchy, but Pedro Porro is someone I'm going to highlight in defence from them. But I'm going to go Son first, 4.4 million. A goal, an own goal, and an assist against Man City, finishing up on 8 points. Uh, it's on 103 points, which... He's not great, but he's had a lot less fixtures than some of these other players. He's got nine goals and two assists. Seventh highest striker, um, but he's behind players that have been playing in Europe. Haaland, Salah, Watkins, Alvarez, Nunes and Pedro. All ahead of him, but all had European football. I think after this, or maybe after Newcastle or maybe even for Newcastle, I do like the look of Son. And I think another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Unless I get Watkins, I think I do see myself bringing Son in. 
um, during this run. Um, does appeal to me, but maybe after the Newcastle game. Uh, Pedro Porro at 3.3 million. He's Spurs' highest scoring defender on 79 points, which I think is quite good considering no Europe. He's got four assists and he ranks as the third highest defender when it comes to tackle points. Uh, he's had 42 tackles in 13 games. So probably the defender I'd go for if I did want to go for Spurs defence. I'm still not that sure on their um, clean sheets, but he does look like he gets good attacking numbers. Brighton, um, again, I'm not very keen on Brighton at the minute. The a similar story. The fixtures look good, but I just don't know if I can really trust Brighton. Burnley, Marseille next week, both at home. Um, I think that Marseille one is to win the group, I think. Um, then Arsenal away, Crystal Palace away. Spurs at home, West Ham away. <sighs> two, they lost 3-2 um, against Chelsea, but then they just beat Brentford 2-1. I just still think they're some of the players are unpickable with the sheer amount of rotation. And it's not just the rotation, it's the early subs as well. In this first fixture, made one at the 57th, another at the 57th, another at the 57th, and another at the 58th. So basically made four subs before the 60th minute, which is not what you want to see um, for fantasy football. Um, and then in the second game, he still used his whole five subs. He made a couple at the 69th minute. Uh, one at the 73rd and two at the 84th. Um, yeah, a lot of the players aren't getting 90 minutes every game, which is frustrating when it comes to fantasy football. Xiao Pedro, 2.9 million. Uh, if you really are trying to fit someone in that's a budget player, um, it doesn't. he's done really, really well for 2.9 million. 113 points and the sixth highest striker on the game. There's just a few little concerns. Um, funnily enough, I started the season with him in my team and I got frustrated with these early subs and benchings. But he has came, he has come good. It's just you've got to hold him through that. Um, he's played 21 games, but he was benched for 11 of them. So um, yeah, pretty much almost half of his games have been off the bench. He's got 10 goals and one assist, but six of those 10 goals have came from the penalty spot. Um, so that is one thing to consider as well. Not for me, um, but if you just really are finding you need to fill a slot for about six uh, for about two point nine million, maybe he's to be considered. Matoma three point six is on ninety two points, um, but one one game benched and the other starting. Um, I wouldn't be happy with that. Nineteenth for midfielders. Pascal Gross as well is on a similar price. Um, 3.8 million, 96 points, four goals, four assists. Um, got a goal and assist against Brentford, but even him, he was benched in the uh, previous game as well. So nobody is safe from Deserby. Um, apart from Adingra, it seems. Two starts for him, 3.1 million. He's on 82 points, but again, he, he was a good, I think he was a good option when he was like, I think he was 2.5 million at one point, And he's actually gone up quite a bit since. So 3.1 um, but now he's sort of reached that price point. I think I'd look to move him on. Right, so on to my team update then. So, um, obviously there's still games to play. I've just got the one Newcastle still to play. Um, this week I brought in Kelleher for Johnston in goal. I just thought it covers a Liverpool spot. He's a cheap price and I think I could just move, move him on once Alisson is back. I think the fixtures short term looked all right for him. Didn't do very well against Fulham, but kept the clean sheet against Sheffield United. Eight points. I think they still outscored Johnston. So 
I'm all right with that, eight points. Um, had Simicast got me six points at the back. Didn't start the Sheffield United game where the clean sheet happened. Got six points in the Fulham game, so it's not the end of the world. Saliba, massive disappointment, one point. Zinchenko got the assist at the Wolves game, um, but then was benched for the second fixture. So suffered with two benchings with Zinchenko and Simicast, but I can't say I'm surprised. Martinelli, 11 points. Got the goal in that Luton game. I think he was unlucky. Hit the post in the Wolves game. So could have had two goals, a goal in each. And then Saka, 22 points. I don't have to say too much about him. He's been excellent. Bruno, four points. Very unhappy with the four points from Bruno. Might end up going on to play two games next week. But it's Bournemouth and Bayern. So not great. And then Foden with 12 points. Again, I'm pretty happy with how Foden's been returning. Um, I had Isak up front. Just the three points against United, which was disappointing. Salah got 22. He was my captain. And then Haaland got 10. Um, so, done all right out of the choice between Haaland and Salah. That's all it would have been for me, really. Um, but Saka looks like he would have been the pick for me. Um, maybe I should start considering a few more differential captains. Um, overall though, so Darwin Nunez, 12th man, um, I really wanted to, while people were targeting defence with this um, game week with Liverpool and Arsenal, I really wanted to target attack, um, so I wanted double Liverpool attack in Nunez and Salah, and I wanted double Arsenal attack in Martinelli Saka, um, Nunez didn't really deliver, the goals were there for Liverpool, but he just wasn't amongst them, um, in hindsight, I think it was a bad decision, but I just felt like with Jota being out injured, there was a chance that Darwin could have started both. Um, but I think you'd have to say that seven points from the 12th man is a failure um, in my eyes. Um, but we move on. Um, I did actually consider Nunes as the actual transfer in, but I did this for budget reasons. So I was going to have Nunes in my team and then Isak as my 12th man. But then I saw that Isak, I think, got back-to-back -back eight pointers. Um, so was due to go up. Whereas Nunes, I think, had got I think back-to-back -back blanks, maybe, or two pointers. Um, so I thought Nunes as the 12th, Isak as the transfer in. And then obviously Isak has got the Champions League to, to play as well. So went with Isak. Hopefully does something this evening against Everton. Um, but yeah, that was, that was about it. And the team value, though, uh, I'm doing pretty well for team value. So... Team value is now at 56 million. Um, that's 54.5 on the pitch and then 1.5 million on the bank. And like I said, I've still got Isak to play. So game week points, 112 points so far for the game week. Taking my total to 1,598. And then my rank has dropped. I think for the last video I was in uh, 20th. I think I fell to about... I think about 38th after the first round of fixture and then finished up on 62nd, um, obviously after Trent and Virgil van Dijk smashed it in their um, game yesterday, yesterday against Sheffield United. So down to 62nd from 20th. Um, I must say I was expecting a bigger rank drop from the park, the buses. So I'm relatively happy with how this week's gone. Um I guess the only one that could still harm my rank would be Trippier this evening, but hopefully Isak can do a bit of damage and maybe um, protect me from potential clean sheet points in that one. But 
Initial thoughts for game week 15 then. So, goalkeeper, Kelleher, um, happy to keep him. So, hopefully he gets two fixtures. He'll get Crystal Palace. And then he was playing the um, Europa League games. He did play the last one. Maybe now that he's kind of number one while Alisson is out, maybe Adrian gets the the the, the um, Europa game. But I still think Kelleher probably could get two. So I'm going to keep hold of him for the price. Simakas missed the last one against Sheffield United, but then probably is going to start at Crystal Palace. So again, he might only play the one fixture, but I think I'm happy to keep hold of him. Saliba and Zinchenko. Um, now, like I said, I don't, really feel like there's a benefit of having two Arsenal defenders for their upcoming run um, and a dodgy cup of the game. So I think I can probably drop one of my Arsenal defenders. Um, looking at Saliba and Zinchenko, despite Zinchenko having a better week, I still think Saliba is the safest and more nailed option. So probably Zinchenko would be the one that I look to move on if I do. Um, Martinelli, relatively happy with um, I think he could have had more in the Wolves game if that um, shot against the post had gone in and then he was okay in the last fixture so I'm fairly happy with him Saka no trouble at all keeping him Bruno this again it's frustrating because he's probably going to play two games and get 90 minutes in both yeah he's on the four yellow card tightrope but he will be the guy that has to make way if I do want to look to get maybe a Trippier or maybe a Trent in my side. So Bruno, I think, is on the chopping block. Foden, um, I'm not going to be taking Foden out ahead of this Luton game. I think he starts Luton. I'm, I'm doubtful that he'll play against um, uh, Red Star Belgrade, but I think I'll keep him in just for this Luton game. Isak, um, Spurs and AC Milan for him. Again, like Bruno, Champions League game that means something. I'm probably going to keep him in for this one. Um, Tottenham away. Uh, Tottenham are a really good attacking side, but we've seen that they do leave themselves a little bit open to attack. So I have to quite like the look of Isak still. And then Newcastle at home. I'll always back Newcastle at home against AC Milan. Under the lights, I think Isak can do the business in that one. So I probably am going to end up keeping Isak. Um, but I do like the look of Son. And then Salomon Haaland, I'm not going to take him out. Um, I've got the um, the captaincy on Haaland at the minute. I'm not quite sure. But even if Haaland does end up playing just the one fixture this week, um, looking at my team, a lot of players probably are going to just play the one fixture. So that one fixture being Luton... Um, I still think that's a really good game for Haaland. So I think I'm probably going to go with Haaland as my captain. Uh, the players that I like the look of. So Trent, how can you not? I wasn't feeling too keen, but I mean, he's absolutely smashed it this week. Um, I didn't doubt that he'd be a really good player to have. It's just whether or not I wanted to have him over Bruno. Um, and if he was worth the money, but I think he shut me up after this week. Um, Kieran Trippier. He's on the four yellow cards, but again, he's looked fantastic. We'll wait and see what happens tonight. Maybe he gets that yellow. Um, that could make it off-putting. But Trent and Trippier are two players I'm keeping a very close eye on. Um, and if I do end up bringing one in, it's probably going to be um, at the expense of Bruno Fernandes. Although I have still got 1.5 million in the bank, so I can be flexible. Um, Son, 
I'm interested, but I don't know if I want to get Isak out at this point. And then Gordon and Bowen are the two midfielders that I also do like the look of. So I'm not really quite sure, but I'm leaning towards thinking that I need to get Trippier and I need to get Trent in this team somehow, um, which means I'll end up maybe losing. If I drop, if I drop an Arsenal defender, it, it would be Zinchenko at this point. Um, and Bruno. Uh, Bruno is the guy that's probably going to have to be the make weight if I wanted to get two of those defenders in. I'm still not sure, but I definitely will be getting one of them in. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much how it is. I can't really give that much more um, until I've seen how the rest of the results go. Obviously, looking at Trippier and that fourth yellow uh, risk tonight. And then let's see if Isak can bang me a couple goals in. But that is everything for this episode. Um, let me know in the comments below how you got on this week. Let me know if you played a booster, how that one went, if you played the part of the bus as well. Um, but that is everything for this episode. Please do leave a like and subscribe to the channel to get kept up to date with all the latest Dream Team content. And like I said, the Dream Team Tonic podcast is out on YouTube and podcast platforms. And we've also got our Patreon Discord community that you can check out. Uh, with the link in the description below. Uh, great community of Dream Team managers ready to help share advice and stuff like that. So, yeah, do check that out. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you on the next one. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network.